Hello and welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 103. I'm Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Sinisky. Hello, sir. Hello there. And we have a guest. Mm-hmm. Hi, Josh. Yeah, hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Welcome down. Uh, before we hop into the standard questions with you, I am morning drinking with the Northeast. I'm drinking coffee. Oh, no, it just turned over noon. We're good. I am drinking at a reasonable hour. Uh, and uh, Josh is uh, looking at me. Uh if I guess we, we, we should probably introduce who he is. Well, yeah. Um, but that's in the basic questions. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but, I mean, j- just kind of a primer for everyone. Josh is a car enthusiast in Minnesota who um, kind of knows most everything about LS swaps. And that's Heck what yeah, we're talking, talking about today. So if you're here for us not talking about LS swaps... This is not your episode. <laughs> but you should probably listen anyway, because everyone needs a Gen 4 the, small block in their life. You'll be able to hold a better conversation <laughs> with people if you just know about like pop culture movie references and then general yeah, knowledge no, really. of a Gen it's, 4. It, it, no, it's, it's like even if you're not a fan of Star Wars, you should know the yeah. basic storyline. Like you're still going to know what a TIE fighter is and what yeah, an X-Wing is. Yeah, you should still know the basic storyline of Star exactly. Wars. You should still know the basics of like LS stuff. Yeah, and so. I, I am pretty low on the pop culture stuff. That's yeah. true. But That's fine. You can <laughs> you, be a savant with just instead. engine stuff. That's yeah, you cool. know all this instead. <laughs> anyway, so Josh, let's get off and start. Other than the name we've established with you... Who are you? What what do you do? How'd you get into the car community? I mean, just like give us the gist of Oh boy. Who is the Josh? Yeah, so what I do, uh I have a software engineering background. Uh I'm currently going to school to get my master's in software engineering. And Sounds pretty intense. As far as the the car thing goes, I just kind of got talked into buying an El Camino at, at age 17 and Heck yeah. Uh my family is not car people at all. Uh, my dad huh. knows nothing. He he couldn't, you know, use a drill if he wanted to. Um, and that uh, sounds like more than not just a car person. That no, sounds yeah, like he's, he's got functional at all. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And uh, it, my mom was yelling at me because my my El Camino was leaking gas all over the garage. So did you tell her that gasoline's like an excellent solvent? And you're actually doing the world a favor. <laughs> Because that's yeah. what I would have come back with. You're cleaning the garage. You're doing chores yeah. while letting yeah. your car sit idle. It, it, of course, I didn't have the money to to pay anybody to fix it, so I, I ended up. Uh, that was my first little car project. Yeah, well, changing well, out the was gas. it a hard line, oh, soft the line? Whole gas tank? Oh, yeah, the tank the, was the whole tank. Oh, yep. nice. <clears throat> yep. And now on the El Camino, is that behind the rear axle or? Yes, it is. Okay, so it yep. wasn't probably right too bad. Did you have to drop exhaust to do that? Or? Um, yeah, I did have to drop the exhaust. Uh, it's a big old twenty-two gallon tank, and America. it was still like half full, and oh, so it was me just under there wrestling it. <laughs> yeah, and eleven gallons of gas. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then so so you have the El Camino, and then you had a S10, which didn't work out as a V6. Gross. Uh, yeah. Oh boy. Wait, two eight or four three? Uh, it was a 4.3. Okay. Uh, it had a marine intake manifold, Edelbrock carburetor, and I actually, uh, my girlfriend, she had a, a 2.8 liter five-speed. It was like a 92 S10, and I had a lot more fun driving that than my 305 auto El Camino. So Weird. I sold the El Camino yeah, at one point in order to buy decision. this bad nasty decision. 95 S10 with the 4.3 in the five-speed. Was that a factory combination they offered? Um, yes, yes okay. it was. Yeah, the, the NV thirty five hundred transmission. Yep, for sure. Cool. Well, that kind of gets us into the what you drive thing, but I guess that was starting kind of with your roots. So, like, what's your current garage looking like? Oh, geez. 
Uh, oh yeah, we're gonna put this on you. It's not a good situation. <laughs> um, so we have a one car garage in Richfield. Yeah, that's not a good situation. <laughs> yeah, it, it's full of crap. I, I have a little like known cars in the one car garage. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I, I have a little space uh, between the garage and the house. It's a breezeway, okay. and that is my workshop. Nice. Okay. <laughs> I, I think it's like maybe a ten by ten. Oh, that's... I, I've got that could be a, a lot worse. An industrial bandsaw, a lathe, a drill press, <laughs> a CNC plasma cutter, all in that little room. That sounds oh not God. fire prone at all either. That's, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's tough. CNC plasma well, cutter. We, we should also note that at some point we will have you and Anna back <laughs> on because Anna's just yes, as definitely. much a car she, person as she'd you love are. to do this. I, yeah, I actually met you, Josh, through Anna when you oh. guys were buying parts for the BMW. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Her, uh, most most people. <clears throat> Most people have met you through Anna, actually, because she's like way more extroverted than you are. That, that is absolutely <laughs> true. Yes. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with that, for the record. Just... Yeah. I am definitely a, a INTJ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I wrote my Myers Briggs down somewhere, but I have no idea what I. Am. No, <laughs> I think that's like exactly mine too. Yeah, you and Josh have a lot of the same yeah. idiosyncrasies. And I was just telling a lot of people yesterday that people don't know me as Jana. They go, "You're Ryan Sininsky's girlfriend," and I go, "Yup." Great. And then it's nice away. to have my own identity. Yeah. <laughs> that is who I am. But anyway, okay, we've established that you don't have nearly enough garage space, but what's in it and around or, it? Or then? I guess yeah, what's down the street and around the block and right, yeah. filling your driveway? <clears throat> oh, oh, geez. The, the driveway is a terrible situation because uh, my daily driver is a three-quarter ton Suburban, <laughs> and my girlfriend's daily driver is a three-quarter ton Silverado, and... We, we're on the side of the street that has America. the sidewalk, oh, so if we both geez. want to park in the driveway, we're going to overhang on the sidewalk, and little kids <laughs> are going to crash their bikes into her Silverado. <laughs> and, uh, and then in front of the house, uh, we have a, a 2,323 IT, and, uh, and then in the garage, we have the El Camino. And stored at Anna's parents' house right now is the 1987 S10 with the LS swap and yeah. the turbo and everything. Very fine. The yeah. very fun one. Yep. And that's our current car situation. That's not so bad, other than the fact that you guys voluntarily elect to both drive three-quarter ton. Yeah. Yeah, those are the dailies. <laughs> yep. that, that, imagine how much more money you would have for the <laughs> LS swap. That's true. If you drove... Yep. Literally any anything else. Honors. Pretty much but anything else. A, Are a, they a seventy one El Camino or a, a seventy one Eldorado? And you would get better fuel. Economy. So they're <laughs> Are they uh are they Gen Four small block or are they big block? Three quarter oh, tons. Uh they're well let's see. The the suburban is Or is it older? The uh it's a two thousand three, so that's a okay. Gen three. And Anna's truck is a two thousand six, so that's a Gen four. And they're both six liters, so See, I think you and I define uh, Gen 3 and 4 differently. Because a lot of people skip the really early Gen 1 small block that was two years in the 1950s. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not I a big yeah. SBC guy. Oh, okay. So. I'm, I, I must apologize for burgers. I have a tremendous amount of autism. autism. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, cool. <laughs> so we'll talk more about that truck in a bit um, and possibly yeah. the El Camino. But uh, we're going to go on to just the rest of our kind yeah, of get to know you question so anyway there's a really basic one uh there are right and wrong answers here Ooh. and this is the one that's been with us the longest but would you prefer to drive a slow car quickly or a fast car slowly oh boy i think a slow car quickly yeah that's the Correct right answer, answer. Yep. Yeah. all right good i'm can, glad to know you can to stay on the podcast with when, us. Well, one person ever <clears throat> got that wrong it was, <laughs> yeah tyler uh from minnesota 
uh, Carson Never Coffee. Never 55 yep. Productions. Yeah. Well, that, that kind of personifies the El Camino. It's just got, it's a stock 305, and I'm just out there hammering. It, it, I will launch it at every light. It's weird it, to think of an El Camino as a momentum car, but I guess it kind of no, is, is if it's, it's got it's a 305. Automatic, automatic 305, yeah. 308 gearing with the oh. 204R four-speed. So Holy that, crap. I think it's 200R in it, and it's still yeah. driving? Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's impressive. But it, the, it can the get really going. The impressive thing is that you can actually reach any speed before you grow a beard with that 308 gear. Holy <laughs> yeah. shit! Yeah, that's a granny gear for sure, especially yeah. when you've got an overdrive auto. Yep. And a woefully underpowered small block. Yeah. And a, I mean, the Elko is probably not that heavy, but it's heavy enough. Oh, I'm geez. sure. I would guess it's 4,500, but I have oh, no geez. idea. Oh It's a. They're still hefty pigs. They're, yeah. they're significantly less than like a K10. Yes, but they're still, still lighter than a V6 Challenger these days. But yeah, yeah not they're still light. hefty pigs. Fair um, enough. Hmm. So I guess our well, should we do the Mondial? Well, get, first of all, get closer to your uh, mic, and Sorry, we're going to run got, down the list I've got, here. I've got Jana here with her. That's why I just move it over here. Your uh, your pop filter is not pointed at you at all. So um, I know what. Not anymore. Next question: uh, What and or who got you into cars and the car community? You already told us that your parents didn't do it. Right. Uh, so it was just my friends, uh, you know, Ryan knows Austin and Eric, and, uh, they were the two who kind of talked me into buying the El Camino. I, so it's a funny story how I bought that. Uh, I was given a bag of pre 1964 quarters and I went and sold them. And that is how I got the money to buy my El Camino. So those are the ones that are actually silver, right? Yes. Okay. Yep. Huh. Whatever, ninety-five percent silver. Right. It's yeah. kind of like Trig Troy. <clears throat> Trig got his first car because he gave Berger four hundred forty-one dollars for a parts car, um, running driving parts car. And Berger did not know that four hundred forty-one dollars from Trig would come entirely in nickels. <laughs> no, but, he paid me largely in cash, but there was at least forty dollars and change. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, I think the forty-one dollars of the four forty-one. Okay. I think he. I had. I, I made him pay me like it had a decimal point and a number of cents after it too. It's like what I had into the car or something. Yeah. And I think yeah, he literally came with like four hundred dollars and like twenties and then a bag of change. And well, I probably still have the change somewhere. Tri- I don't know. Trigal always used to sit outside the lunch line. He's very clever because he didn't have a job in high school. Mm-hmm. And what he would do is he'd ask people for their nickels because they oh. wouldn't. Nobody wants their nickels because right. a nickel is like the same size as a quarter and it's worthless. <laughs> So he he ended up yeah no he had like a few hundred dollars in nickels by the end of like junior year yeah and that's how he ended up with Burger's well, That's car. a very trig thing to do. I like the the size to value comparison. Yeah, it's because right. they, they suck. Like nobody wants that. Like <laughs> I watched a documentary last week on YouTube because I was on a tangent. Because why not about the penny and like how they did experiments like throwing a hundred pennies on the sidewalk and like waiting two hours and seeing. Mm-hmm. Like, Nobody picked up any pennies. <laughs> yep. So I'm like, yeah, it's literally you're producing. And I think the cost to produce now is like it's like 2.3 cents per penny or something. Like it's oh, ridiculously yeah. hemorrhaging wow. money. So anyway, Am the I nickel's the only similar. Am person that uses cash and coins still? Uh, I use cash, but I get change back. And then I just accumulate it in gallon Ziplocs until I can't stand it anymore. And then I take it to the bank. And then it's like a few hundred dollars. Well, the, the ladies in front of me at Cub really love to pay an exact change. <laughs> Every single time. Every single time. Every time. Every time. Yes. You can All sure spot them. them. Yep. <laughs> Very consistently. That's one thing I'm really good at is spotting yeah. the lady that's going to pay the slowest possible way. Right. Yeah, I'm, I have bad luck with that too. Fair enough. All right, cool. Well, that answers that question. Um, what are your favorite, just kind of distilled maybe in top two or three, uh, like annual 
not necessarily recurring, but car events in the oh, cities. I, I think number one is definitely Back to the Fifties. Oh yeah, good answer. Uh-huh. Um, and then, what do they what do they call street machines now? Street machine uh, nationals. Uh, it's called the not, not Carcraft. I still call it that. Oh, okay. So the new name is Street Machines. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I can't remember oh, that yeah. one. I like that show that. just because it's something I can bring the El Camino and S10 to. That's true. I, li- I like it just because all the burnouts at Harmar Mall afterwards. Since yeah, I I think people last, get rowdy over there. Well, last year I didn't even go to the show. I just like went straight there at like six o'clock. Yep. Like I don't, don't want to walk around like the State Fair ground when it's like hot as hell and yep. all sweaty looking other sweaty fat guys and they're. Like Chevy Luminas with like spoilers on them. Yep. I don't want to look at that, but uh, you might want to look at somebody doing burnout. Yeah, if, I, are... if I thought the Mercedes transmission would last the trip there, burnouts and the trip home, I would take it. But I don't think it would. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> Trailer it just for the burnouts. Yeah, you you got, you've got a Tesla. Enough. Well, I mean, I haven't done the fourth trans on it yet, so I guess I could just do a burnout with the existing one until it stops and then change it. <laughs> I think rough. I'm going to have to like change the cooler lines and cooler this time because like, I think there's probably a lot of debris rolling around in there now. Have you, have you tried just like, clearing idea. it out? That's probably why I keep going through transmissions. No, I think it's a flex plate issue. But anyway, that's not neither here nor there. <laughs> Fair enough. So back to the 50s, car crap, street machines, whatever they call it. I don't get out much otherwise. Okay, cool. Yeah. So two. That's fine. I, yeah. I guess Mankato, <laughs> 507 meets. Yeah, I I, uh, I had a final that day this week or this year, so yeah. wasn't able to make that one. We, um, we had to watch a guy with a super light airplane almost crash into some trees. Oh, okay. Yeah, experimental. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Would but you, he made it. Barely. <laughs> Gonna give him a golf clap. The, uh, the funny thing is, I haven't been able to go to a 507 meet because they're always on my dig weekends. Mm. And then the one weekend I could go, we went to Brainerd. Schedule a dig near Mankato on a Saturday. And then eventually well, it will. She has to drive three hours Mankato. Wet, like west of Mankato. Gross. I yeah. would just not go, personally. Yeah. But I'm not an archaeologist, so I, that, I, there's no reason for me to she go. She does there's cooler lots of things. Good stuff down there. Okay, fine. All right, Ryan. We're on to the famous question now. All right, the Mondial dilemma. You have been given a Ferrari Mondial. Okay. I honestly don't know what that is. Can you bring one up on, on the screen for him? It's basically a four-seater Ferrari 308, the Magnum PI Ferrari. Okay. Yeah. So you've been given a Ferrari Mondial. It is not worth a lot of money. Uh. However, it has no engine in it. The engine, yeah. been, the engine has been robbed out to make a Ferrari 308 run uh, because a Ferrari 308 is worth like a few hundred thousand dollars. A Ferrari yeah. Mondial is worth like maybe 35, 35 40-ish, <laughs> like on a, the best one in the world, even though they're the exact same car. Um, now, you have to get that running. Obviously, the factory engine is worth more than the car, so you're not going to put the factory engine in. Yep. What do you put in? It has to be manual. It has to be transverse. Transverse, and you cannot. You Can't have to. Cut you cannot cut sheet metal. Oh boy! Well, but don't I worry. Don't that that is size constraints. So it's probably... a transverse V8. Yeah, with a five-speed transaxle. So oh, anything. So there's, some, there's some room. Yeah, You're limited to room, V8 yeah. or inline four in length. Okay. Maybe inline five. What What does this thing weigh? Not very much. Doesn't okay. weigh much. So twenty eight hundred pounds. Factory horsepower is about two forty. Two forty. Yep. So you really have to be at like a mid a Toyota Camry amount Sounds of horsepower. Sounds like a good K twenty candidate. That's a good one. We, yeah. We've, yeah, we've had. I can't. Well, I, I thought you were gonna come up with some people. weird transverse mounted LS transmission. Yeah, you could get a, one of those nasty Monte Carlo things and yeah, put a five awful. three in there. Yeah. 
disgusting. Yeah. No. Wait, they, wait. Those came with, with manual. Well, yeah, that was the the no, LS4. I don't think they did. They come didn't. They're four T eighties. Well, that's yeah. That kind but, of steers me towards. But the Honda GM made answer. the GT40 transaxle and it bolts to that, which we confirmed. Okay. And so some... somebody else answered with that at some okay. point. So that yeah, was a was decent answer. Answered. But we've had we've had uh, K20 Type R swap. Uh, Ryan, what was your answer? Uh, mine was really weird. I did a, a 12A rotary uh, with a uh, Bridgeport and a Holly Dominator carburetor, uh, and that all feeds into a Toyota AE101 Corolla five-speed uh, manual transmission, which you can get an off-the-shelf conversion kit for. Wow, Since right. it's running on a carburetor, it will run as reliably as the Ferrari. Yep. Um, you now have a five-speed transmission. It makes a cool noise, and you'll make probably about 260, 280 horsepower. Yep. So that would be a very... Sounds like a good Of course, yeah. Ryan had the really obscure answer, yeah. which is great. And specifying like, the carburetor. And mine, was, yeah. <laughs> mine was much more boring. I was going to choose a 3.3-liter Toyota 3MZ FE out of a Sienna Camry and then bolt the 3-liter TRD supercharger onto it and then get ah. a Solara 5-speed transaxle. All right. Should be turnkey and 400 horsepower. Kind of like that cool. guy with a V6 um, MR2. <laughs> yeah. Like that swap. Yeah. The thing would... It would boogie. Yeah. And it would be reliable. And so. then uh, there was somebody that actually said... Um, We've gotten a lot of good answers. Yeah, somebody that did like a 4AGE. Like, yep. They got really specific on that. Yeah, they're, they're like which one it was. And then uh, who was it? Nick that did the Alfa Romeo V6? Yeah. That would yeah, be, that was it. That would be a pretty good There's answer. some really weirdo engines in the world. Yeah. And we've had some strange answers. So, I mean, yours is fair, I, fairly run-of-the-mill, but still a good answer. It, yeah, it's very no, they, reliable, they very light. The K-Series is a good engine. My favorite is Eric Berger's answer of the Sienna engine. It's In fact, liter- I was going to use Jana's Sienna engine. Yes. It's a literally Sludge the- and all. Sludge and all. <laughs> literally her engine. Um, so if the Sienna ever gets totaled, maybe we should just find another Mondial and yeah, just do it. Yeah, I mean, it. it's about to lose another bumper, so. <laughs> oh, Has anybody said Series 2 3800 with a supercharger? No, because I think manual transmission's tough. I think you can maybe use like an early '90s Grand Prix transaxle, or like maybe there's an adapter for the Cobalt SS Getrag. I mean, it just that, that is a disgusting sounding engine. It's I know. Answer, I think but... it's mainly the not certainty of the adapter plate situation. Okay, and we'd probably boot that person off the podcast if they mentioned a 3800. That's true. Anyway, so let's once you do the arbitrage uh, well, challenge, the arbitrage uh, challenge. Yes. Let me set the stage. We have you. to vet you thoroughly. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and then we'll get on to actual talking to you about your stuff and topics and things. So you're gonna take a two week vacation. Oh my God, Burger. to California. What? We've not been recording this entire time. That's fine. Okay, cool. I can pull a copy off of Twitch. Good. But thank you for telling me. <laughs> I definitely hit the button. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, you're going to take a two-week vacation to California to go to Monterey Car Week. Car rentals during that particular time of the year in that area are quite expensive. So, our question is, what do you go on Craigslist right off the airplane, take an Uber to, and buy to use for the entire two-week period, and then drive home for the same cost, which we were putting a ceiling of about three grand, fifteen hundred to three grand. Okay. Use it as a daily, drive it home, make a profit. I'd probably get an S10 to be honest. You could probably I mean, get a nice a, clean that's one. That's my for go-to. That, so. an S10, yeah, they sell for a lot here. Square body, especially. Yeah, you yeah. can't you can't find one of those that's not all rotted out here. So no, if you find, if you find a good square body like the extra cab with like a, the cameo front end on it, especially like, if yeah. the blower motor's still good, unlike Miguel's. <laughs> so that Miguel, increases the value a lot. Did uh, <laughs> Did Miguel mention to you what happened to his his diesel one? Yeah, his what, blower what's motor. What's going on with oh? No, he didn't. <laughs> he ripped the blower motor out of the car going over a curb, or going over a like a bump in the road. 
that happened to mine. <laughs> this oh, is a man. thing. Yeah. So, well, I don't know if his is lowered, but yeah, we, no, his is like slammed on its nuts. Yeah. We freaking body dropped the S10, and yeah, the wheel <laughs> tore off the blower motor right in the engine bay on Nicollet Avenue. <laughs> I love how not only is this just known from all square bodies. Like, yeah, it happened to me too. Oh, yeah, totally. I lose blower motors all the time. I keep yep. a couple in the garage. Uh, well, so we just took everything out after that. I mean, <laughs> there's no room in that engine bay. So, yeah, that happened to us. All right. Yeah. So, so that's not the crazy weird thing that I thought <laughs> it was. That's the best blower delete I've ever heard about. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah, so square body S10 would definitely, that's a really good answer. Um, I think that would be my yeah. go-to for sure. Because I, I think I saw like some like weird old Datsun or something into a second Mercedes, and Jana said like a French car, probably. I'd yeah, assume. I think I was gonna pick an E46 BMW 330 I went manual. Out of budget. Yeah. I'm still Just because you can sell it to a race team one, up yeah. here. That's fair. It's not. It doesn't even have to be clean. I just want one that's had a cooling system done, basically, <laughs> and the subframe isn't falling out of it. Yeah. So I could drive it up here, no problem, and sell it to a race team. I just want any stupid old Toyota that you always find made of rust here. So. And yeah. I think a couple of people have said like. Uh, late 80s turbo diesel Mercs. Yep. Those yeah. would be pretty good. Oh, I, just, I go on Craigslist, type in Toyota, type in price budget 3000 Dude, you could find... Year 1989 and older, and just find something. Anything. You could find the Gen 3 Camry 5-speed probably for 500 bucks out there. That's fine. In, and you're not, I mean, not going to lose money on that coming up here, but it's going to be kind of boring in the meantime. But mm-hmm. if you're going to do a poverty trip... You, you could do a V6 5-speed, and then you'll have all the fun. Yeah, but you want the fuel economy... And the 1MZs, especially the early ones. Actually, that'd be a 3VZ. That'd be okay. Yeah. If you get an early one, you can even get those at 5-speed. That's what I'm saying. That'd it, be really cool. That'd it's be... so fun going out of state because, like, you, you just don't see stuff. It's incredible. That, yeah, you get you off, see, you go the, driving the up the streets. stuff you down there you like, can't see here. Like, last time I saw one of these, that was 6. Yeah. Because yeah, that's exactly. the last time that they weren't all consumed by rust. Yep. Yeah, that was incredible. It was eye-opening going to San Diego a year and a half ago when yeah. I went. Oh, yeah. No, it's... uh. That's just like any old Toyota. Like, no, I said uh, the Toyota Corona. That's what I said. Mm, mm-hmm. But, yeah, wait. Fair enough. You passed our questions. So you did. So bravo right. to you. We, Thank we you. can move on to yep. talking about LS stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Yeah. So I don't know if you want to start prompting here, Ryan. I, I did modify the first one a bit just because it was a little vague, but whatever. No, no, that's fine. Uh, why don't you go with that first one? Because I'm literally out of my element. Sounds good. Well, let's talk small block Chevy. All right. Specifically Gen 4 and, I guess, 5, whatever you're talking about. Okay. Um, the first question I want to talk about is why everyone labels it an LS swap even when most of them are LQ and LN engines? Oh, boy. I, I think there's just... Is it this, just because it's easier? Well, yeah, there's this idea out there, like, you know, it's it's this LS platform, and they're all, like, LS-style right. motors. And, you know, the, the LS1 heads just kind of bolt. They're all the same. Right. right? Yeah. Well, I know they're Tinker Toys, but, like, the, the block material is a pretty big distinction. I, th- I think it's, yeah. it's probably the same thing as, like, with, like, you know, when people would build Hondas and stuff. They'd yeah. say, yeah, I've got an EK Civic, even though EKs really were just the hatchbacks. Okay. Is EM if it was a coupe? Is EJ or something if it was, like, a sedan? Or, like, an E36 M3 owner saying, I've got an M3. Yeah. Exactly. Like, and don't look not, into it. I've got the worst one. It's it's not an M3, but it's 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 like an You've M3. got a 332i. Maybe. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think it's just convenience. You can okay. just say, oh, yeah, I've got an LS. Well, it, it gets more... They know what can, you mean. It gets more confusing and aggravating if you're having to, like, sit there and actually go through your head and go, 
what? Well, and especially because there is the there's not the clear, fine definition of like you can't just necessarily call it a Gen Four small block swap, and everyone will know what you're talking about because exactly. there is a distinction where if you don't technically count the Gen One Two as separate items, yeah, they are Gen Fives. That's just what it is. But well, not everybody is autistic, but they also they would. Uh, I'd imagine That's Gen true. Four small block. They'd probably assume that was the older engine architecture where well, that one's all, the, largely... all, all the old ones you could really kind of bolt parts together the ls's are largely different aren't they uh it, it really depends on uh your your cylinder bore and stuff like that i mean you don't want to put uh... like head bolts and stuff are they in the same spot as like, yeah the... head bolts are the same spot oh, no way. some okay. of them go to different depths <clears throat> so the the gen 4 ls uh has just this standard long head bolt length and okay. on the gen 3 ls uh there's a couple, I think, I don't remember if it's two or four of the bolts are this these shorter bolt style, and then the rest are the long style. Hmm. Yep. So you really do have to know what the engine's out of to get, like, the right head stud kit and all that. Yeah, and I, I've been bit by that because uh, I have this block that was from GM. It's supposed to be a Gen 3 replacement, but they're like, oh, yeah, we, we decided to change to the Gen 4 style head bolts. So I guess that's a good so thing though, because it, it gives you more thing. depth. Well, no, now yes. now it's just a bastard engine though. It is, yeah. yeah. Well, aren't they all? So no, no. This one just has that bolts. one part. Well, right, but it's different. probably a superseded part number in that case. They probably stopped making the Gen Three style. Like, you you can still buy the right head bolts because I mean people are going to need them to do their head gaskets. But, right, right. But yeah, as far as the block goes, if you get a Gen Three block, they're going to say, well, you got to get the new Gen Four head bolts. So when you built your motor then, well, I guess let's start with what is the block? What heads are you running? Well, here, yeah. What's the actually, displacement? But before we even get to that point, sure. let's kind of go over the difference between the generations. Cause okay. The, so the Gen 1, not Burger's Autistic 1950s weirdo Gen 1, but the actual Gen 1. Um, that's a real thing. That's the one that came out at the end of the fourth generation Transmarrow Birds, right? Oh, boy. Um, so the way I... You know, like if, how if you were to how, ask me what's a Gen 1 and Gen 2 small block, Gen I would Gen 1 say, is 53, 54. Don't worry about burger. My <clears> answer <throat> would be sometime in the 50s, they started <laughs> Gen 1. And then in like 86 85. or something, they went from the two-piece seals to the one-piece seals and on the, the crank. the bolt pattern changed on the valve cover too at that yep. point. Yeah, the bolt pattern changed. And uh, so, I mean, at, like the El Camino I have, it's 86. It has That's a, technically an LS then? No, no. no it's no, not no. an LS. This is a small block Chevy. I would yeah. call it a Gen 2 small block because it has the, the one-piece right, uh, crankshaft the, seal. Okay. All right. Yeah. That, that makes... That, but, I, I can understand but that. But then that car still has the old valve cover bolts okay um, so that was well, those were just asymmetrical or like a trapezoid shape in the bolts right over the center bolt i can't remember what the um, pre-86 so the center bolt started with like the vortex okay small block okay yeah and uh so gotcha. the the ones that are on my el camino there's just four bolts yeah. going around just like all the old school okay small blocks yeah i gotcha so anything pre-vortex and like post-1955 has got the same valve cover bolt pattern then yes Okay, cool. That's good to know. Yep. I don't actually get in front of a lot of those, but yeah, the, the, just for a real quick touch on it, the, the Gen 1 small block was made for one and a half or two years, and how you can tell it, it has no front accessory holes on it whatsoever, because it was only in the Corvette, and they mount uh, it on the bottom to the frame. Okay. So all the accessories were just mounted differently. That's pretty cool. So that's how you that, can tell all those apart. That's technically the very first yep. small block. which is, it's okay. not compatible with fucking anything else. Like, the cam bearings are different inside and everything, but, like, 
starting like 1956 all the way to for sure 85 yep and then largely even the the later ones and you get into the vortex so which ran through i think oh three the the yeah. the ls oh, that we the, the ls that we all know and talk about when you say started LS swap the fuel injection and the clone yeah. unplug that was 97 then 97 up, okay yep 97 up and that was like the transmarrow burden that that's what i was asking about because yeah so i would call those okay. a gen 3. yeah okay thank you yeah <laughs> so that that's what we that's what i wanted to know for people that are we'll just call that an ls1 yes well no no we're calling it <laughs> the gen 3 because we're gonna call it by what's really called because it's a gen 4 we're gonna have a bunch of really 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 confused people like kua they're just like Seen there at work, and now they can't Just work say the cause... word Mitsubishi to make him happy. No. Anyway. Mitsubishi. So, so <laughs> okay. the, the LS that we all know and love. Yeah. That, the, 97 up. The 97 up. Okay, thank you. Yep. Carry on. C5 Corvette, F-body Camaro. Okay, there you go. cool. Absolutely. And so what's the difference between a Vortec and like a quote-unquote LS? Uh, so a Vortec is just a, an old-style small-block Chevy with redesigned heads that okay. flow a lot better. Yeah. So, you know, if you got like a, I don't know, uh, a 1999 Suburban or something, one of those still square body style yeah. ones. Yeah, the last that of the square body Vortec ones. heads, yeah. Okay. So, so like, if you have something like, if you have a third gen Camaro and you're trying to get some quickie, you know, power and you don't yep. want to spend some money, slap some you, of those on. Vortec heads. Yeah. That's the way Although, to go. Yeah. They, they still like to <clears throat> slap the name Vortec on a lot of the LS truck motors. So then it's kind of confusing for people. What but, the f- right. Yeah. Well, so man, I think stupid. that a lot of that had to do with like the intake manifold pairing with the the valve swirl and all that. But the yeah the the 350 whatever yep. small block. Yeah, uh, if you put Vortec heads on it, they are great budget heads. And there's yeah. actually companies that will like just go buy them from junkyards, and they'll because yep. you have to actually mill a part of the head a little bit to get the the valve to, or I guess the cam to let you open the valve a little bit further because mm-hmm. they do flow really really well. They're still mm-hmm. iron, so they're really yeah. heavy, but you can make really good power through yep. a set of modded that's Vortec true. heads. Yeah, that's I remember and hearing that on Engine Masters. I think stuff. the later ones use a three A stud too, which is good for higher revving. Yeah, perfect. Okay, so um. All right, then when we're talking about the actual proper LSs, then the third and fourth gens. So we were talking about the head bolts. So what else makes them different? Oh, geez. Um, I know that the Gen 4 motors have stronger rods. Okay, yeah, you were mentioning that yeah. on Wednesday, yeah. Uh, That's and incredible then, to think about. Yeah. Because <laughs> Gen 3s don't exactly have weak rods. Yeah, Gen, Gen 3s. <laughs> I mean, we... Uh, so we'll, we'll get to the story of the engine in the S10 later, but... Uh, we, we blew up the good engine, and we just went to the junkyard and grabbed a Gen 3 LS from a truck for $150. And now, when you say Gen 3 from an LS, what actually was it? Uh, it was a 1999 Silverado. So, 5.3? Yep, 5.3. Ellen's Composite six? head gaskets. Nice. I, I don't even know that what the engine... Co- I just know it's an iron block 5.3. <laughs> and it's got the LS crappy... truck motor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. On YouTube. Sure, sure, that one. It's the one with the crappy head gaskets because it's from '99. That's incredible. <laughs> I didn't know they did a. What, what did they go to after that? Were they MLS after that? Yeah, yeah, okay. they were MLS after that. So unfortunately, the the ones with the composite gaskets, uh, the heads were cast with this little pocket, and so it allows rust to get on the the mating surface of the engine block. Great. So you can't Lovely. even switch to MLS if you wanted to. Right, because you can't get the block yeah. flat enough for that. Um, so, I, I mean, we, we grabbed that motor and just slapped all of our crap on it from this race engine. And we, we were on, like, eight or nine pounds of boost and, of course, blew the head gaskets out in, like, I don't know, a week or so. 
but uh, did you put MLS <laughs> gaskets in it? You can't. You can't. So you so had to put composite gaskets in. Just yeah, whatever paper ones they had at O'Reilly's. I just went and yeah. At least you have a lifetime warranty on them now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you imagine warranting a head gasket like yo. Let's dude, ba- do it. Back Leave. in the day, there used to be this dude that had a um, uh, Ecotech, I guess, orange, like copper Cavalier Ecotech, like, and he would had an eBay Turbo on it. And we, he'd take out racing, and he beat, like, most people with it. Yep. And he had a AutoZone clutch, and he was nice. putting, like, probably, like, 350 horsepower through it. Jeez. And just a, he was going through a clutch a month. Did, right. he, did he also have an AutoZone flywheel with a lifetime replacement? Because that thing otherwise would <laughs> I just imagine, be hot yes. spots. I imagine, yes. <laughs> okay. And, yeah, he um, yeah, he would go through, he'd just annihilate a clutch. Yeah. He'd do, like... You'd probably do like four or five runs. It would smell like clutch after that, and then stop when the clutch cooled down. AutoZone lifetime warranties, man. <laughs> yeah. Was the engine and transmission just held together with vice grips to make no, the, it quicker to? The engine and transmission were fine. Like it was no, but just like the cl- quick release. Oh like, yeah, all the clutches yeah, and bolts. <laughs> he, he had a uh, wing nuts instead of bolts. <laughs> <laughs> now I kind of want to see that. It was it was pretty it was pretty cool. Well, I heard about um, uh, back with B5 Passats. Because those things just eat CVs like crazy. Oh, like, all the time, yeah. Uh, O'Reilly did a lifetime warranted like CV axle, and they stopped offering them for oh, that yeah. car. <laughs> but like a few people got grandfathered in with these. And there are people oh, yeah. out there that have done like fifty axle replacements. Oh, B oh, five Passats are terrible on axles. I don't yeah. know why, but yeah, same thing with uh, E forty six all wheel drives. But a lot of suspension movement. Yeah, I feel uh, like a lot of body roll and stuff. Yeah, right. the geometry yeah. sucked on them. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so right now, what bottom ends in your truck? It, yeah, it's still the 1999 5.3 liter with what the head, gaskets head gaskets are in it. Really? Yeah, whatever Felpro paper ones. Uh, AutoZone Felpro FP one zero three three four is whatever the part number is. I'm sure he's had memorized by now. Um, yep. So your original motor was an aluminum block or no? No, no, uh, iron block six liter uh, Gen three. Um, it had so it's a like LQ four or something. Yep. Yep. LQ4, but it's a aftermarket like Cali's uh, CompStar uh, crankshaft and Cali's rods and uh, can't remember which pistons, but ended up being like a, I think it was like a 9.6 to one compression ratio. Was that up or down from stock? I don't really know. Ah, jeez. I, I at stock, I don't know. I think <laughs> the stock LQ4s are 9.5. Okay. I, I, I think that's, they're like that's pretty, actually about as close as you can get with like aftermarket. Yeah. Pretty high comp- uh, static compression for a boost motor. Yeah, and you know, uh, just before we we blew both the head gaskets <clears throat> and kind of scored up the cylinder walls, we actually Oops. just had the the wastegate just pinned shut, and we were just let the, her rip tater chip. Let the we had an eighty four millimeter Borg water on there, and our uh, our boost gauge maxes out at thirty, and we just it would just see see thirty. Yep. Oh, yeah. Well, it sounds the, like the fun. Only, the, yeah, only reason, oh, geez. the only reason it really blew up though is because you your fuel injection, right? Uh, so it ran on two uh, air motive eliminator fuel pumps on E85, and one of the pumps went out. So it, okay, is each one of those like a thousand liters a minute? Uh, I I'm not exactly sure. I that's the highest one. They're the really good makes. fuel pumps for those yeah. people listening that don't know. Yeah, yeah, really, really good. One, really one, good. One also, happened not to die. And... An air motive pump died. Yep. Those are even rated to use ethanol in them. Yeah, yeah, but and uh, you know we okay. hadn't had that many miles on it either. I don't know, fifteen hundred miles or so. I guess that's one of those You're parts where it's either gonna break in. 
Yeah, um, and uh, the stupid thing is uh, I opted to use just a, a GM-based computer out of like a 2001 Tahoe. And I oh, was, it's fine. There's no safety. So it, do you those know, have knock sensing or no? They, they do have knock sensing, but uh, with, you know, solid engine mounts and oh solid suspension. Uh, in four digits of horsepower. Yeah, you just yeah. don't use them. I got gotcha. Yep. Well, th- tune in with the plugs. Mm. The, well, yep. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, th- th- that's. <laughs> yeah, just be careful. <laughs> just be careful. <laughs> have a good timing curve. Make sure your fuel pumps don't fail. That, that's, kind of, knocks, that's kind of thing. That, that's why people invest in the expensive fuel management system. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'd like to get that Holly system. Uh, it's called the Holly Dominator. Yeah. That's that's up next. So. Yeah, yeah that's one yeah. of the. Um, that's one of the few self-tuning systems that actually comes with like pretty decent ignition maps right out of the box. Yep. It's like, everyone's like, oh, it's a self-tuning mod. I'm like, yeah, but you still have to do with ignition, which is the biggest problem when you're going forced induction. Yeah. Right. Like a lot of these systems are just out there and they're running your ignition map and they're learning fuel and that's great. But if you're also running like 35 degrees of timing on boost on site, you're probably going to pop head gaskets. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. A lot. <clears throat> I know that because I accidentally did that with the Hunicorn that one time, four times. That one time, four times. <laughs> yeah, ours. It uh, ran like a rape date for like until it detonated the head gaskets out of it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> ours goes down to I think it's uh, 13 degrees of advance when you're in full boost. That's so. still pretty a lot. Yeah. Pretty but you're on you're on corn juice. So we got that's, yeah that's we got the okay. corn juice and we've got an air to water intercooler and all that fun stuff. So. Good lord. What, what air, do you have for a trans in that thing? Air to water intercooler, but um those are gorgeous by the way. Let me well, let me show you the piping on it, which is hilarious cuz it's definitely just like some Home Depot like generic oh, yeah. hosing yeah. for yeah, the air sure. to water, but my favorite part right here is just like I'll have to describe it to our listeners or you can hold it in front of the camera, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Uh, can you text it to me? Yes, I will. Anyway, it says oh, made yeah. in the USA. Clear vinyl yep. made in USA. <laughs> it's so, the made in USA sign that's perfect. But I'm just sending that well, you can see the coolant in it, though. I'm amazed you actually run. I suppose so, you store the truck, though. I had to store it in an unheated garage, and I just haven't got around to switching it out to water. Um, but yeah, so Eric, for your transmission question, it's got the, the 4L80E in there. Hell yeah, Still brother. computer controlled and all that. Nice. So. Not even a manual valve body. Nope. I assume you have... Are you running a stock like GM truck computer with a tune on it, or are you running yes. a standalone trans Yeah, 2001 computer? Tahoe computer, and I tuned it. Nice. Can you, um, with the tuning in that, can you make the shifting more aggressive oh yeah okay yeah good. you can get in there you can inc- increase the line pressure decrease the shift time change all the shift points oh, that's nice and uh that's pretty cool you'll do that with like efi live what's your tuning program horsepower tuners hp tuners okay yep god that's so cool i love how like every six cylinder ecu and trans computer from gm from like 97 to We'll say conservatively 2010 just works in any vehicle with a flash on it. Yeah. And there's basically no encryption. Right. Yep. <laughs> I'm super jealous of that. I've got a coworker that's super into like older small block stuff and mm-hmm. he's not into EFI, so I can't really rip on him for that. But someday yep. I'll throw a small block in something and I'll be like, why have I not just done this every single time? It's fun and it's, it's so cheap. It's power dense, it's cheap, it's reliable. Yeah. There's like no reason, real reason not to do it. Other but, than that, they're all over the place. <clears throat> That that's no, yeah. but that's actually a benefit. I mean, as long that as you is, don't have yeah. to be that person with something unique, right? Yep. Which I mean, I like to be that person, but it also means I have less reliable, more expensive, lower power output vehicles. So that's I guess tougher. But 
Have you like done any clutch rebuilding in your 4L80, or is it a stock? Oh, a stock trend? bad story with that. Oh, <laughs> oh. Okay. So there's this. Uh, there was this company, North Texas Converter, and uh, supposedly one of the best 4L80 e shops in, in the country. This is back. I don't know, uh, 2013 or so. We decided to buy their highest stage 4L80 e, and one of the planetary bushings failed after like thousand miles and just took out all the gears back there ruined a couple shafts like uh forget which other parts failed but so i i went in there and rebuilt that myself and uh that was good for a long time and i, I forget i think there was a leak in the valve body they made their own valve bodies with a trans brake and oh, that's super cool yeah but yeah, i mean with that leak in there um it, it would slip in second gear Oh. And I ended up just going with uh, a B&M unit right off of Jegs. They'd rate it for like 800 horsepower, and that's been fine. A valve body or something else? Uh, the, their whole transmission. Okay. Yeah, and it's still got the the original valve body in it. I so. didn't know about B&M did trans yeah. rebuilds and stuff. Yep. Really? Yeah, you can get a B&M. And I bought short shifters from them before for yep. manual cars. but Turbo 400s, 4L80s, all oh, that man. stuff. Yeah. That's another thing. I'm just like, wow, automatics, they don't fail. Well, we're not going to talk about 4L60s. Well, the, yeah, right. the, the uh, thing is, is I mean, there's got to be something to be said for a company like B&M because they're so massive and they're literally everywhere. And if they start getting a name for being garbage, it's going to... Right. They really right. have to, They have that to rely on. They have on. a long way to fall, certainly, if they start yeah, putting they crap really out do. there. Yeah, they really do. They really do. Because, you know, those companies, you have companies like B&M where there's a lot... They have a long way to fall, and it's impossible to gain back that reputation. You also have small companies where, like, people say, "Yeah, the small company, if they fail, then it's game over." And it sounds like that's what happened with that first company was North Texas, they, whatever. They, they are they, gone. You cannot get a hold of anymore. anyone. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. yeah, it's like they may have had a few failures. Yep. I mean, I watch so much Roadkill these days. Like, if I had to buy a GM Transit, like, I'm just gonna go to Gearstar because that's the only brand I'm even aware of. But the only time I've taken even any automatic apart it's just a benz trans to rob the front pump okay. of a slipping unit put it yep. on one where the front pump just exploded so anyway that's neither here nor there um what uh so you mentioned you have twin aeromotive probably thousand liter per hour fuel pumps what else i mean do you run like an fuel lines like oh yeah that's gotta have some pretty serious injectors in it do you run single twin injector uh yeah so it's got injector dynamics 2000 cc uh so just garden injectors. hoses with switches yeah, basically. You know, okay, cool. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so it's just dumping in the E85. Um, those are a little too big for So the those, race those engine. Were, those were insanely expensive even when I gave you like just shy of cost on them. Yes. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I think I gave you I like. those are supposed to be retail for close to 2000 Yeah, I, gave, I think I gave you something like 5% over cost, right? I give you like yeah. super homie pricing yeah. on that, yeah. We appreciate that. <laughs> that was, yeah, those, uh, yeah. The they are literally they're, they're literally worth the money they're garden worth houses. the money but yes though yeah you, you look at the bottom of the ejector you're expecting to see four little pintles or something these are just like a hole <laughs> oh <hole>. yeah no, <laughs> with a plunger like oh okay cool yeah. it, it literally <laughs> looks like a keg tap it's just the biggest opening <laughs> maybe it is just hook up a heineken keg to it and call it good yeah. <laughs> is that on the 85 nah it's man run us on beer <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's good. Jesus. but yeah that that's um so, so with your truck, you've got, you've got the fuel injection, and you did the, you've got the transmission that have been taken care of. 
What are what are like the big kind of like issues with oh. the LS? Like what's what's like the like if say somebody is like trying to buy like just a simple LS swap, trying to make some cheap, reliable power. Like they mm-hmm. want something that you know makes say like 550 horsepower, and they want to be able to drive it from Maine to Los Angeles and back. Right. What what's going to be the big failure point on that engine? Uh, so a lot of people want to just go to the junkyard and grab an LS and throw a cam in it, and a lot of times you'll do that cam swap and it'll spin a cam bearing, just because you you maybe nicked one of the bearings with pulling the original cam out. Um, lifters, you, you're going to want to change your lifters for sure. Okay. I mean, so like it's valve train stuff. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, the the junkyard motor in, in ours, I. I just kind of took a shot in the dark and paid the $150 and brought it home and put it in. And it was ticking so bad. Like it sounded like a knock. (laughs) And so I just put in some, I think it's running on like diesel 1540 engine oil. And that kind of cleaned it out. It's got a lot of detergents in it and that, that cleaned it out and it's, it's thicker oil. So it helped pump that lifter back up. So it was, it was the lifter failure that, yeah. So when you're do when when you're doing the lifters, I mean, imagine there's other things you can do at at that point while you're while you're in there. Yeah. Um well, I mean, nobody wants to change the cam bearings like in a car and even oh, like God. trying to do that yourself at home is It sounds awful. Yeah. With that engine get a new block. Yeah, I mean, you can always disassemble it and take it to the machine shop and have them do the cam bearings and then That sounds okay. really time-consuming and expensive. Yeah. Um but uh, People probably, I'd say there's probably an 85. Yes. There, there is his intercooler hosing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to leave that up on the screen for a while, so hopefully it becomes our episode thumbnail. That's the <laughs> Menards special right there. <laughs> Honestly, I live right next to Menards. And it's that's a, it's Tomahawk brand, so you know it's performance. It yep. is actually Tomahawk. That's true. <laughs> BRB, I'm getting another beer. Okay. Uh, so, so, yeah, so you're... You get your LS, so Junkyard LS, as long as it doesn't have a nicked cam. I mean, how difficult is it to nick that cam? Is it, like, a common thing that like, happens all the time, or, like... Um, so, it's pretty just, like, common... don't if, manhandle the cam out of there? Or? Yeah, just, just be careful. Don't uh, knock one of the cam bearings when you're pulling out that cam. Uh, what I like to do, I have... I think they're, like, M8 bolts, and I think I have ones that are, like, 7 inches long. And the the camshaft has three bolts in the front, so you just get mm-hmm. these long bolts and put them in the front of the cam. And that gives you a nice handle to okay. pull the camshaft out and kind of keep it parallel so you're not kind of yeah. so moving it all over it the flat. place. Wait, yeah. when, when you nick them, do you just have to be giving, like, a, <clears throat> or is it, like, is it, like, damn it. Like that, or I, I think it's kind of the damn it part. Oh my god, no, I'm just not even gonna touch the cam in my in LS. Yeah, d- well. just don't. You like, do you can do that. Uh, you're so gonna be making plenty of power anyway. You're fine. Like, the, whatever the you're putting in the in truck, be, yeah, it, it's a stock cam. And you yeah, can, it, you're gonna make plenty of power regardless of what engine you have. You can like, also go with a higher ratio uh, rocker. Yep, yeah, 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 definitely so. sell those. Um, but yeah, I, I would say definitely uh, change the lifters. It, or at least don't get a composite gasket engine. Yeah, don't don't get a 1999. I think even some of the 2000s had that composite gasket, but you can see that externally when you're looking at the motor. So that's nice. Just don't <laughs> do that. Um, but yeah, always, always check out the camshaft because those the lobes like to wear um, if you had a lifter failure or whatnot. Okay. So well, I mean, what what year were the composite gasket? Or what was the first year like without composite gaskets? Like, 
the first year where you can say for sure that it's a really good idea That's to. I'm it's pretty sure Jesus. that would be okay. 2001. 2001 would be the first year where it's like, yeah, so. this is for sure a good one. So but like, you, you, like I said, if you look at the the mating surface, just that corner between the head and the block. And the front or back side? Uh, any side. Okay. You can actually see, you know, uh, MLS head gaskets. They yeah, have they that little rivet tab, that yeah. holds the things together. Yeah. Well, you'll see that sticking out on the ones that have the MLS gaskets. So, okay, perfect. Yeah. You All can right. just so visually that, walk up and see it. That's super easy to tell. So, yep. yeah, you can just like easily just go into any junkyard and suddenly make your th- your third generation Camaro worth owning. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that's why the LS swap is so popular in the States here. And I do want to qualify that within the States. Yeah. Because they're ubiquitous and thick on the ground here, but they're really not that it, common. It's like a Bara in Australia. Or, or the RB25 and or 26 in Japan. Yeah. Or the, um, uh, what's the big one in New Zealand? The Rotary? Yeah. <laughs> and Puerto Rico. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Rotaries are everywhere in New Zealand Puerto Rico. Well, and I guess not in Germany, there's probably some weirdo in line six that yeah i don't actually know what the most common motor swap thing to do in germany is i know russia's got to be like turbo diesel mercedes engines yeah oh yeah they're everywhere yeah they so. just they yeah just put giant element pumps on those things and just throw them to the moon um <laughs> sorry i'm dealing with a guy that's coming to buy a trans right now i'm just telling him how to get inside i feel you know what would be really cool to see is like somewhere like 1320 takes like a well-built street ls and yep. compares it to like a well-built street Australian like Barra swapped car, and then like a really well-built New Zealand or Puerto Rican swapped rotary, and then a well-built like Mercedes diesel from Russia. Yeah, it's a good uh, uh, episode like, idea. Like it would the, the be be- pretty cool, especially <clears throat> if you had like build logs. Yeah, like yeah. like the best of each country and see who actually is the fastest, and then watch like some just like out of nowhere Kenyan like. Four liter, four cylinder toilet pickup, just like <laughs> shit on everything. They're using like a Yanmar forklift engine. Yeah, it's like nobody's <laughs> ever heard of it, and it's just like it's like yeah, it's, it's four liters. It normally makes forty horsepower, but it's super over square. <laughs> I I would kind of like to see like a ship box competition between uh, all those countries and see who can do it for the cheapest. The, the cheapest, yeah. the cheapest car we would to win. go ten seconds. I, I think we would win with. I mean, LS. just the, the cheapest ten second car yeah. engine master and a couple other youtube channels that have like they they really know the platform well and they know like which cheap parts to buy and then basically mm-hmm. the tune to make it work and they like they they go and do the same thing you did probably with an mls motor yeah but literally they'll change nothing they'll they'll bolt on an inter- intercooled turbo yep. to a stock unopened 5.3 with like two hundred thousand miles on it and they'll make six seven eight hundred horsepower out of it and yep. it won't scatter so I think the only country that I would have any faith in beating us would probably be Australia. Yeah, Abera can kind of do the same thing. Because, okay. yeah, j- just because, like, that engine is so overbuilt. And they're like, in really cheap cars. You can get a super cheap inline six. Yeah. You, it's close. I'm not sure. Have you ever heard of the Barra? I haven't. It's oh. basically like a 2JZ on crack. It's a great, great engine. All right. <laughs> so it's a four-liter inline six, over square, closed deck, low compression, okay. dual overhead cam, Cross flow cylinder well, head. The earlier ones were single overhead cam, yeah, but a lot but, of them are DOHC now. Right. But the thing is, is they're like super overbuilt because they're used for like delivery trucks and stuff. Yep. So they're designed to not break. So it's like can... a, a sophisticated oh, Jeep and, four liter, and it's it's <laughs> non interference as well. Yeah. So okay. yeah, no, it's yeah. it's like a two JZ and crack. That sounds great. And then you can just put any turbo you want. Yeah. And yeah. the bottom it'll just hold. Yep. All right. 
Yeah. And it's a Ford engine. <laughs> <laughs> there, yeah, like, there was a, an older YouTube video of a guy with, like, a, a car who was going to go scrap or whatever. And he uh, he opened the hood, started it, like, put a brick on the accelerator, and then took off the oil cap and just put a garden hose in it while it was running. And it just it kept going at red oh, line man. for, like, minutes. And then he started, like, shoveling sand into the valve cover. I'm just like, well... Yeah, apparently it's fine. Well, uh, Mighty Car Mods—they <laughs> love the Barrow engine, yeah. so they took a Toyota Cresta, which is like my Cressida but cooler. Aw, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it's it's true. It's right-hand drive. It's got digital dashboard standard, and it's got uh, pillarless windows. It's really cool, and still a sedan. Uh, oh, it's got wraparound rear windshield. But anyway, so hold on, Scott's requesting a photo of the Barrow. Yes, Sin's got a picture of the Barrow. Well, I'm but gonna put it up on the screen. The uh, the cool thing about the uh, they did the barrow swap and tur- Turbo Yoda. They're sorry, Turbo Yoda, the guy that does all their like Alan. Everything. Love Alan. Yeah, he uh put he just like found the biggest turbo he could in Australia that would like fit in the car physically. Yep, and put it on oh, stock man. everything and let her buck. There's a barrow. Yeah, they let her buck, and then <clears throat> this year they took the same Toyota Cresta and they took it to Hot Rod Drag Week and it made it through the entire weekend. Wow. Like, it, that's while impressive. being tuned yeah. on the opposite side of the world, yeah, put on boat, sent here, oh, and then man. sealed engine, yeah, wow. So very with cool no engine. spare parts anywhere in the country, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like it needs to work. Very and like the, the entire weekend, it was running like they were super conservative because they didn't want to blow it up, yeah. And they were yeah they were running like still high tens, cool. like the entire weekend, super cool. And drove from like basically Chicago to Florida. Yeah, that's definitely the uh, the down under small block. Yes, it is. Cool. Uh, I'd love to see that go up against the LS and like a international like drag week thing. Yeah. If they could do like yeah, I don't know. <laughs> You're like song mashups. I want to see like an engine mashup. I know, between right? the Barra and the small block, just man, take the best parts of both. But I mean that that's kind of an engineering thing. I mean you could as an auto manufacturer you could you could make a stock engine handle fifteen hundred horsepower, no problem. Yep. It's all about longevity and warranty and this kind exactly, of stuff. So yeah. these just accidentally were really good, just like the small block. Yeah. But I mean, that's because they they can't fail. It was it was over engineered to be reliable at two hundred right. horsepower. Right. Yeah. So I guess you know I guess I'm, I'm kind of like I think this is actually gonna be my last question about LSs. But um, with the LS, all right. Let's say I'm going to a junkyard. I found a truck with a 2002 Silverado with a 5.3 in it. Okay. Make sure uh, it's a 5.3 though. Or six. Could be a 4.8. Or a six oh, the four eight even exists. Yes, there's a four eight. Yeah, and those are fine too. I, they are, but if opinion. you're shopping for a five three and you get a four eight, it could throw your build off. Same block. That, on the block it says four point eight slash five point three. So, but there what? are there is a way to tell. VIN. I can't remember what it is. How do you is, tell? I look at the VIN. Uh, I th- you can look at the, uh, the option codes under the hood if the hood's still there. That yeah, will tell you, you what motor that. it has. What is a what 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 should the VIN say? Oh, I, I don't know. I always oh, Google you just, it. You plug it into O'Reilly <laughs> yeah. or something? Okay. Yep. Chevy Silverado 5.32 WD. Cool. Right. And the beauty is if you go to a junkyard and you're looking for one of these motors, like they're almost all 4L60 and everyone has a bad 4L60. So somebody's already been there and pulled that off. So it's literally like a 20-minute pull to get this motor That's true. out. That's yes. true. Yeah. Oftentimes. That is true. Just the engine sitting there waiting. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, me, it's like yep. it's two bolts and some wires. It's like yeah, it's like two or four Depends bolts. Depends on some how much wiring, you care right? about the the stuff, but yeah. well, you yeah. cut it's the exhaust. But yep, the yeah. exhaust is usually off already for the trans. That's true. Or yeah. the junkyard will it, they're already cut in a lot Perfect. of cases. So. True. Yeah, they'll pull the cats off of a yeah. car. So anyway, yeah. I, so the small block is it's hard to argue with. I, I guess when you're at the junkyard and you're pulling this engine, what mm. all do you need to take? 
Oh, for tools. No, for tools and then for the engine itself, oh, I grab? guess. Yeah, what do, what, do you, what do you grab while you're there? Okay, so I actually have a, a little yard cart that I got at Northern Tool, and I built a LS-specific stand that sits <laughs> in this yard cart, so I can just go and haul my little wagon around the junkyard. That's yard. definitely not a sign that you have a problem. <laughs> yeah, so I can just go and grab LSs all day long. Um, so you just call Josh and he yeah. gets it for yeah. you and you just like pay him like a hundred bucks. Yep. Then... <laughs> no problem. I'll have it on 20 minutes. Yeah. And th- this stand actually has a, a detachable gas tank, uh, battery tray. So and you can wiring. actually, like, so just I can just fire it, it off right on the stand if I wanted to. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, no, yeah, this lifter's ticking bad. Yep. Don't want, Don't this, want one. this one. Take it back. <laughs> just push it off the cart into the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> the next no. person comes like, what the hell? You could probably, just build those and sell those on the internet. Oh, probably. Yeah. You totally could. I you actually you could. should. Yeah. I think you because that'd be like that's something like there's so many people that do LS swaps. Like that's something that you need. Oh, there yeah. are shops that do nothing but. Yeah, and it's like it's just like that's one of those things that would be so convenient to be able to just go. Yeah, cool. Here you go. Boom. Circling starts. back to the beginning of the episode, real quick. We are now calling the small block swap an LS swap. So that's why they're called LS swaps because it just it's makes just sense. easier. Because you know what we say, small block. And then you're like, so did they? When I hear small block, I do assume that it's a Vortec or earlier. That's right. General I, Motors I, engine. I, I, I hear LS. Yeah. I assume it's a 97 to 2012 whatever yeah, engine. That, the, and this is back to this is why we say it. This yep. is why I don't it is say, the most concise term available for that engine platform. Yep. I I don't two see, letters. Yeah. Yep. It's not, I <laughs> LS. I've yep. never. But I want to know the next ones. Those are technically uh, LTs. LTs now, so Again. we're going to call that an LT. That's swap? a conflict. Yeah. I don't know. Because there was already uh, an LT. I don't know. And the LT was like the only like okay one of like the late like well, 80s. The LT one was 90s. just a like a slightly hotted up uh, Vortec 350, I think. Yeah. That, yep. Well, that's I mean it was. That was like the most desirable of all the garbage late it 80s, was. early 90s ones. Yeah. So anyway, uh, back, back on topic. So you have your yard cart, which yeah. you should are going to totally sell on Etsy or whatever. When, <laughs> Etsy. <laughs> <laughs> wherever you're going to put them. Um, but yeah, like, so what do you grab from the truck? And right. is there any like weird tool that like people are like, I don't have this with my standard socket set and hammer? You know, it's really, really <clears throat> nice if you have a cordless impact. Okay. So you can, uh, sometimes the... You should own that anyway if you're working on a car. Yeah. Yeah. And so definitely bring that to the junkyard if you have one. Uh, Because a lot of times, even though they cut the cats out of those things, you still have to uh, disconnect the exhaust from the manifolds. And uh, oftentimes you have to disconnect the manifolds from the heads just to get it out. A lot of times I'll go and grab six liters from vans. Ah, so yes. you definitely have to pull the, the exhaust manifolds off of those. And depending on uh, whether it's a Gen 3 or a Gen 4, the Gen 3s have uh, a 10 millimeter head on the bolts for the exhaust manifolds. And the Gen 4s, I think it's a 12 or a 13. Oh, those, are, a pretty significant those are very difference. prone to cracking. The, those bolts, they just crack off on the, the, the last. The Yeah. Okay, they're really The nice. last two cylinders... A lot of times you'll just see those bolts have cracked off long ago. Oh, so it's like a Ford modular. Yeah. 
yeah, the, Ford the, never figured out exhaust all the heat stuff. cycling and the rust yeah. and stuff. For sure, and you said bolt those. not nut, so that goes into the head. And yeah, oh yeah, I I have some pictures. Of so me. so what you should do is when when you're doing that, maybe if that happens, just go find some other LSs that are also in the junkyard and chances just, are you're just, gonna break one. JB Weld, keep going, keep going until you have, find one where it's not broken, and then take that cylinder head and just chances one, are you're gonna, you're gonna snap one off in the or head. Buy a cheap set of nicer heads. Or that. Just um, be done. But it, the bolt extraction is relatively easy if you have a welder. So you just weld a nut. Uh, Put a nut up against it and weld it, and it'll it'll, it'll come right it'll out. Right out, yeah. It's a beautiful thing that GM yeah. did with that design. Uh, but yeah, the the manifolds are actually great. They they flow really well, and a lot of guys will just you know cut off the the flange that goes to the exhaust and replace that with a V band, and then it can hook right up to a turbo. And uh, so yeah, I like to grab. The manifolds, uh, the ECU, the whole engine wiring harness. If it's got a 4L80E that's two-wheel drive, I'll just grab the whole transmission, torque converter, all that. So with the For ECUs, sure, that's yeah. not a good question. Um, what do you um, – are there any specific car vehicles that the ECUs are better out of, or are they all just kind of the same? Some people like to think that the, there's this ECU – uh, the part number ends with 0411, so they call it the 411 ECU. And that, that was a popular one because the the fuel tables have a little bit finer granularity than some of the other ECUs. Okay. Um, so you can uh, just kind of tune your idle a little more specifically than you can with the, the less granular ones. Okay. Um, but for me, it's it's all really the same. It doesn't matter They're too much. They're all unlocked. They're all... You can yeah, just... you, you can get horsepower tuners, EFI Live, whatever, and just uh, go in there tune and do all the same hammer, stuff. hammer, basically. Yeah. yeah. So... Just so jealous of that. I know. That's why I'm having to build EFI for everything. Do you have any photos of that cart? Scott's asking. I don't have photos of the cart. Damn. Uh, no, that's fine. At least I tried. So next time you're going to bring the cart yeah. and photos. You, yes. and, you and Anna can carry the cart in, bring it up here for us. Right. Yeah, great. We'll, we'll give the cart We'll mic. find an LS. We'll plug it in. We'll, we'll fire it on there. Yeah. demonstration. Okay. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> I got extra engine stands. Let's cool. be fine. Yeah, yeah, you got two extras and still like one extra. I gave one to a coworker. Okay, but I, the other I, one's got your name yeah. on it. So we can use for now. I'll have more in the future. Stand. I'm down from nine to four now. Wow, that's quite the collection. They used to all be populated. Now I'm trying to not have extra engines I don't need. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, let me go back to the. I think. Oh. Okay, what do you have? Uh, one more question, just personal note. What what rear ends in it? Is that all? That's kind of a big deal for oh, power. Oh, an S10? Yeah. Uh, it's a 350. 350 to 1 ratio. And like, it's a 4 a... 9 inch. Okay. Yep. Uh, gonna, do you have like a. Okay. It's, it's all square <clears throat> braced, and it, it's from Chrome Mosier. They, they built It's called the Fab 9 housing, so it's this real that strong, is a thick one. Gorgeous. Okay. I actually have a picture of the rear end of their so truck as well. So that's got chromoly axle shafts and all that fanciness. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'll, send, I'll send you a picture of the rear that of the truck. That thing's pretty neat. It's got a, uh, what do they call it? So the center section is made by Strange, yeah. uh, Strange, Strange Engineering. Web. And uh, I think it's like a, a wave lock. Wave track? Wave track, yeah. Oh, so yeah, I, for the wave track, yeah. Yeah, so you can actually take corners. At least it's an not, LSD and not a spool. Yeah. Yeah, a little more it street to bind up and everything. So. Yeah, yep. I know rave tracks aren't great for uh, like um, uh, track use, but they're great for daily driving and stuff like that. And right. making two tires. This light isn't up. the yep. best picture <laughs> in the world of the rear end. I was trying to get more of a, a picture of the uh, oh. air, water, intercooler. Yeah, let me. You guys talk amongst yourselves. I'm gonna put Which this on is the screen in just a minute. Basically, just a radiator. 
for your intake. <laughs> so that radiator is a Honda Civic radiator. Oh, it's a Civic half Straight off of say, Amazon. Yeah. yeah, it was real cheap. I don't and know. The, and that, that <laughs> that's your, that's your air water intercooler? That's yes, awesome. Yes, it is. Yep. That's the perfect air water. Yep. So that's why the Civic half rad exists. Yeah. It's, it's just like the perfect thing. Cheapest like, thing I could find. I found it's some a, heater cores that work pretty well for that too. It's yeah. a it's a really really kick ass design. The Civic half rad. Yeah. Like I th- thank you very much, EK Civic. Yeah. For giving us Absolutely. a half sized radiator on almost every car. Yep. So, yeah. So you can see a little of the rear end here. Yeah. So that that's good. Kind of the, Lord. Yeah. That's stock, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it is. Yeah. <laughs> I love all the like irrigation plumbing. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, if you you look at the the tank that holds our water for the air water intercooler, it's got a pump in there. Mm-hmm. The the white thing on the top is actually like a pool pump. <laughs> it, it's like a, a an access for like a drain for plumbing in your house. Oh, okay. That's so... straight from Menards as well. <laughs> I like this thing more and more. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is great. great. This is a wonderful build. <laughs> this is how I operate, too. I'm like, well, yeah, but what's the cheapest way I can do it good? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I bet none of that's going to fail. It's a, it's a strange combination. It's got like half high dollar parts. And I was going to say, yeah, got you've got this... a fabricated nine inch. Yeah, but then a $150 engine and like lawn lawn supply this is stuff. The, the ultimate LS build. Yeah, right it, here. I like, want all of my coolant piping to be clear i know it's, it's actually it's a strange mix well no actually what's cool about the cool piping being clear is it's really good for diagnosing like i wonder if i have an air bubble yeah yep, if, it's if, right do there. i yep. do i have an air bubble am i getting like hydrocarbons in here like that, that's a i think all cool piping should be clear you know uh, surprisingly i i added a little uh like bleed thing to that honda civic radiator and i ended up just not needing it the pump actually just sucks the bubbles through the whole system and it, it doesn't really have any air pockets that's awesome i was very surprised that's, amazing. Yep. that's a happy accident yeah that's my favorite kind of accident yeah you know, you know the other beautiful thing here is all these industrial parts these are all designed to be put behind a piece of drywall so they're never going to break so pretty much it, it's probably as reliable if not more reliable than what you would get off the yeah but it's not correct that's like me doing an engine out on that and not having a degree wheel from ferrari Exactly. It's not Guess correcting. Guess what? You're go, Still you're, fine. You're gonna go. Three to years later. Yeah. Right. So oh, the forum flamed me good for that one. You're, you're, you're <laughs> but like, it's still fine. You cast iron, ninety degree elbows. Yeah. Go to hell on that one. Like. Yep. <laughs> oh man, I, I was doing a, a fan clutch in the 850 in uh, John's driveway like two years ago. Yeah. And I pulled the shroud out, and there's a little plastic T fitting in there where the uh, the overflow from like the water pump housing goes to the uh, um, overflow tank, and then okay. it also has another capillary line that goes up for something else. Anyway, that broke. I'm like, well, never going to find one of those with all these like proprietary squeeze-on hose clamps. Went up to Ace Hardware, and they had like a brass one with barbs. I'm like, Perfect. why would I not just put this on there? Yep. And I did, and I got new hose at the same time, and I'm just like, this is, why was this ever plastic? Yeah. And then I'm sure everybody <laughs> in the BMW world just I lost didn't tell them. Minds. This okay. is the first time that's been public. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Well, at least this will be a popular episode. We're Car has been driving for two years. No problem. We are going to have literally 150 comments on Spotify, even though you can't comment on there. <laughs> They're going to find a way. They'll find a way. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's let's transition into topics now. <laughs> well, let's only do one or two, so uh, we can actually have something for episode number two. 
Uh, and actually, that's actually pretty full too. Looking at it. Well, we can always can like cancel some crap here because a lot of well, this is let's roll whatever. through it. None of these look like they're actually too long a topic, yeah. so I think we'll be. I think we'll be okay. When, when, one second here, because I actually want to look at this because I'm very capable of drawing out garbage. Oh, trust me, Ryan. I'm well aware. Yeah. Anyway, my first topic is the GR Supra embargo finally lifted. Actually, listed lifted last week, but we didn't do an episode last week, so oops. Uh, wouldn't you guys know, it's actually generally pretty positive. People seem to like this uh, six-cylinder turbocharged rear-wheel drive platform that's brand new from a Japanese auto manufacturer. Are we surprised at all or not because this was our car of the year last year? It, it was actually. So that's the thing is um, there's been a lot of it, – it's really difficult because – it is a good engine, yes. It is a good engine. However, Made by BMW. however it's, it's like putting a LS into the LS400. That would be fine. Yeah, it would be fine, but imagine how Toyota people would just lose their minds over that. It's fine. Okay, so it's a good car. Take it for what it's worth. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good car. It's fine. And the that, reviews have the been very positive. They yeah. even tuned the BMW ECU to do that weird crackle thing when you lift off. One second, yeah. one second. The re- reviews have been very fine. You know what else had very fine reviews? The Mirage? No, the 1997 Chevy Malibu four-cylinder. Are you equating the GR Supra to a Malibu? I'm just saying that you shouldn't <sighs> always trust the reviews because they get excited about things. The 1997 Chevy Malibu actually received Car and Driver Car of the Year. I had one of those. First car. Think of all the cars <laughs> that were for sale in 1997. I am excited about this because it's a rear-wheel drive platform that I know how to put a manual transmission into. Well, that's a good thing. I think, uh, to be honest, I think if Toyota did not put the super name on it, everybody would be fine. If somebody, if they wrote Sora on it, it would be fine. It's just the fact that... It's fine now. No, it, it is fine. You're right. I'm, I'm saying it is fine, but I'm just saying I'm coming from the Toyota like purist side, why they're losing their minds, and why Tatsuya Tata is like, basically been ostracized out of the nation of Japan at this point. TRD will sell you carbon fiber stuff for it, though. That's great. But, I mean, it's the fact that they took like the most holy of holy cars from Toyota and they put a Let alone BMW that the engine. Mark IV Super is actually a pretty mediocre car has a really great engine. It's actually a pretty mediocre car. No, it, is. it was it's not very, that very well regarded car. when it was originally reviewed. Well, yeah. Neither Just was the, neither was the 54 Corvette and look at us now. Exactly. But I'm saying that this car is arguably being better received now than the Mark 4 was back in 1993. You know, they also said that the 930 Turbo Porsche mm-hmm. was not a good car. But they said it the actually 997 isn't. is And a, that was specifically the launch ones, which are four-speed, and those are actually cars you don't want to buy. Again, the reviews are different than how the car will actually be seen. Right. Because uh, I am fully also, on board one with... Si- one second. The reviews also said that the 2003 Thunderbird was a wonderful Ooh. revitalization oh. of the Thunderbird. Ooh. And everybody knows that nobody's given a shit about any Thunderbird. Well, what about the 55-year-old women in trailer sec- parks? One second. Nobody's given a shit about any Thunderbird since, the one like, finger. since like 1964. Like, that uh, was the last year anybody cared about So the first year cars, those are never going to be worth anything. But the next year, when they come to their senses and offer a six-speed in that... Yeah, they'll be worth something. They'll be worth probably. some money. Anyway, so it's released. Pretty good. Go buy one when they make a manual, but be angry at them for now because it's not. Yep. And, uh, oh, and did you hear about the new BMW 7 Series with the V8? No, actually. 
Oh, they're actually using a Cadillac V8. Really? Yeah, they are. That's yeah. actually probably a way better because BMW's twin turbo V8 is an apocalyptic yep. piece of shit. Yep. So that didn't work. Oh, like, is hey, that not actually no, true? No, that's not a real thing. Dude, the Cadillac, have you seen the new Cadillac Twin Turbo V8? They're actually giving Cadillac I don't their have own V8. Faith of, in they're it. giving Cadillac their own V8, and I know the North yeah, Star was the last say, time the that last happened. Time they that did that, so it was good. A absolute Great engine. Shit. Cost cut at the last second to become one of the worst engines of all time. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> nice piece of shit. But the so. newest one, hopefully they didn't do that. So Hopefully. if they actually put the new Cadillac motor tell. in the 7 Series, that would be much better. Anyway. If they could make the kidney grill smaller while they're doing it, that would be yes. fab. That would be great. So I do want to note, uh, I actually had this, this show up in my email at work. Um, There's no good pictures in this at all. I know, it's because this is an internal thing. Um, but anyway, uh, SEMA Battle the Builders is coming back to St. Paul, uh, mm. doing cool card building stuff to bring the SEMA. Uh, they'll be at Street Machine Nationals, as you hey, mentioned. Hey, that's a previously. show that Josh likes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So if you are uh, building something really dope uh, and you are young, uh, then you can enter yourself in this, into Battle of the Builders. You can and enter Brexit with a K-Series. What yeah. is the age cutoff for that now? I think Anna might be young enough. Okay. So you can totally register the S10 in Anna's name. I, I really think you should. I want to say it's like 25 or 26 Uh-oh. years old. Oh yeah, but you could, but but Anna is yeah. like yeah, Anna's twenty four, so perfect. Yeah. yeah, there you go, do it. Yeah, that would be. Does she want to enter two cars? <laughs> like these are very differently built. <laughs> all, all these like old men are just like entering cars. <laughs> They're all entering cars under Anna's name. Also, your Jana, your sister is gonna enter a car. Uh, that will be yeah, that'll I'm be K series Brexit. I'm just too old. <clears throat> just barely. Just, just barely too yeah. old. Oh, well, that's cool. It's coming to St. Paul. That's where wait, I live. Wait, wait, oh. We need to look into the cutoff because I might just be on the borderline. Yeah. So what? Twenty-seven or younger, dude. Oh, oh. all right. I'm still twenty-seven. Till, per- perfect. Till August. Yeah, but I think I really think that the judge. Well, just register now. Yeah. When you're the, still twenty-seven. So this is where sexism <laughs> is actually useful. I'm very confident. Oh, here we go. One Wait, second. What? One second. One second. One second. I I think I think actually if either Anna or okay. Jana were the people that were entering the car because it's not some gross twenty-seven-year-old dude, yes. then you're more likely to actually win. Did you just tell me misogyny is a good thing? Ooh. No, I said it's useful. It's different than a good thing. Okay. So, <laughs> We like to call that the pretty girl discount. Yes, in our the, the pretty girl discount. Exactly. Yeah. Misogyny being useful. Taking advantage of a terrible, terrible thing. Yep. So there wow. you go. I'm gonna... See, this always happens against my favor because they always pretend like I'm stupid. Well, sometimes you can use them uh, thinking that you're stupid to your advantage. It's kind of like, um, like Sun Tzu's Art of War. Is you you yes. you find your advantage and you take it basically. That's not a direct translation. All right, next but, topic. But no, I mean that, that was my can be my last topic, because um, I don't really want to go through everything here because I'll there's only two this. more. They're both me, and it won't take but a minute. So I'm just oh, gonna yep. keep plugging through. All right. So remember, probably six months ago, we talked about uh, Mercedes Benz. They actually had Formula One engine technology for combustion, so gasoline that was hitting forty-three percent thermal efficiency. Yeah, incredibly good. So yep. that is insane. Yeah. For people that have no frame of reference, about twenty years ago, the efficiency, like 
Okay, so the amount of energy that comes into your engine in gasoline, about 13% of that actually made it to the pavement as power. Yeah, and even wow. that was, like, huge. That was, like, pretty good. Just I mean, 10 years prior to that, you're looking at 8. And that was a really static thing. That was, for a long time, it was just kind of about that. Right now, we're in the 40s in production cars. Modern production cars with gasoline engines are roughly 40% of the energy that's going into the fuel injection system is coming out to the tire, wow. which is incredibly good. Maybe not to the tire, but to the flywheel whatever now they're saying that 50 percent is coming like pretty soon so like i don't know where like the 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 difficulty curve kind of ends or like where it's not worth putting more money into it to try to figure out where to get the additional uh, wait, percentage out of that th that difficulty curve comes when the uh electric motor becomes cheap and, and that's the thing available. i mean in yes. my notes i wrote to myself i'm like 50 percent on the horizon which is a pretty cool stop gap like while alternative fuels and infrastructure kind of just get put in place is i mean new cars when they're 13 percent essentially more efficient than outgoing models like that is a really big deal when you oh, multiply yeah. it by yeah. like millions of units, yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's it's a stopgap. So, but anyway, I'm super impressed with engineers. That's that's really rad. really cool, especially very, if you very apply cool. that to like diesel. I mean, the the energy content of a gallon of diesel is thirty percent higher than a gallon of gas. So I'm curious, what is like a Koenigsegg with their free valve engine? Like, what's the... I'm not sure if that's thermal efficiency. I think that's like just power denseness. But I mean, <clears throat> what is the thermal efficiency of that? That's I'm curious. Of. Well, we will have to get Christian von Koenigsegg on the podcast, mm -hmm. and we can ask him all about the thermal efficiency of his free valve engine. It's probably apocalyptically good. Yeah. It's probably 50 The parasitic loss of, like, the air-powered valve train is yeah. amazing. It's, it's probably about 52%. <clears throat> it's it's 51.785 sweep percent. We are really the pioneers <laughs> in the industry, and the Koenigsegg combined that with the carbon-titanium. I, really I really want Christian Ryan Koenigsegg and Busy or Zohoa to have a conversation together. Dude, they're both, <laughs> like, they talk with their hands. You would have to. And oh, they have, like, ridiculous so accents, yeah. <laughs> If you've ever, Josh, you have here. If it's you've a ever, seventy-three percent thermal efficient. That's exactly how busy mo busy as a hoa sounds. If you ever listen to either one of them talk, they're they I both, have heard the, the busy moto guy. Yeah, so busy as a hoa, then Christian yep. von Koenigsegg. Yep, he's got this like crazy like Swedish accent. Yeah, and you put them together, and it'd yep. just be the most ridiculous. I can the most ridiculous nerdy conversation you've ever heard in your life. I yep. want to be like if if I could do that, if just I, if die at that moment. Be, psh, perfect, <laughs> no problem. All right. But anyway, that's pretty impressive. Last little quip it here before we sign off. I bought a four hundred dollar E forty six wagon this morning. Oh, cool. Because I. Right. Well, why would you not do that? Is it I an mean, all wheel drive? It is. Yep, that's why. And it's also automatic. So on that it, bombshell. Oh, we got to talk about. Uh, <laughs> oh, what did we learn? We Jana, you've um, got a bunch of them. Ooh. Oh, We've been shoot. gone for a long time. We should all have really good ones. Oh, dude, what, what was I talking about? I was like, Ryan, don't let me forget this. And then I forgot it. Um, Porcupines. So there's, uh, I think there's oh, a yeah. new, world new world and, old world. and an yeah. old world porcupine. Okay. But there, basically there's two different porcupines in the world. You're talking like in a different genus or what? Uh, I'm getting there. So there's oh, two sorry. different porcupines, um, and apparently, according to... Do they have different head gaskets? Yes. No, one's got a prehensile tail on. and one doesn't. No, that's I monkeys. Thought... Oh, it's monkeys. I'm sorry. 
I learned something it's, it's hard to attenuate your volume when so, you're both talking. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I'm That's yelling I'm, at Ryan I'm working on it. Wrong. I'm working the um, thingy. So according to my <laughs> forensic anthropology <laughs> professor, porcupines, okay. these two different porcupines aren't related to each other at all. So if one porcupine fucks the other porcupine, yeah, no porcupines come out? Probably not. Whoa. Uh, I mean, they're nowhere near each other. That's So that's probably not going to happen. So they're like but they like independently both, became a similar yeah, they, thing? Yeah independently both evolved to porcupines that's actually really cool yeah i was like that's so mind-blowing something so specific as a porcupine they both independently so they like have no relations they both were completely different things and then they evolved into porcupines that's actually really cool and i think they're in completely different continents one, like, I think one climbs trees and the other one doesn't, but they both really <laughs> like chewing on bones, I one also, more so than the other. I don't like doing either of those things, chewing yeah. on bones or climbing trees. Yeah, so that was, like, my fact I was super excited to share with you guys. That's actually pretty rad. That's pretty cool that things, it, like, on this planet evolved separately yeah. to do basically the same thing. Uh, as far as what I learned this last week... Um, do you want to do you want to think about that for yes, a second? Yes, please. Okay, so I learned <laughs> that the uh, uh, Chevy Corvair Greenbrier with the flat six engine had a slightly different displacement, so it'd have a uh, fatter torque curve because of its aerodynamic deficiencies. Right. So they actually a lot of people what they do is they take the Greenbrier engines and they put them in Corvairs for autocross, and then. On the normal Corvairs, they'll take a manhole cover and put it in the trunk for weight distribution. Okay, yeah. And the Greenbriars, it's a little bit more difficult because your footwell is the trunk, and then you just have a manhole cover floating around your footwell. Yeah. But yeah, I, sounds... I learned that at the van show yesterday. Um, <laughs> that's well, an odd thing to learn at a van show. I was talking to a guy with a, with a Corvair Greenbriar. That's a cool guy. That's fine. That's his, cool. His name is uh, Chase something the eighth. But anyway, um, <clears throat> we'll talk about that show next episode. Uh, Burger, what did you learn? I learned that they make uh, PWM dimmer modules for 12-volt LED sign installations. A, a PW what? Pulse width modulation dimmer modules. Like okay. additional, like daisy chainable. So they can all take one PWM signal and drive off separate power supplies. That's actually yeah. really cool. It's pretty neat. All I right. did an LED sign install this week because my job has no definition at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, Josh. Sounds like my job. At, at the end of every episode, we always... Because we often end on something sad. We want to be happy about it. Yeah, we can't leave this on automatic all-wheel drive E46. Yeah. Can't do so that. We, we want to talk about something happy. So okay. we something you learned this week that you're proud of. Oh, boy. Um, don't have to be proud of it. It just has to be interesting. Yeah, I don't know if I'm necessarily proud of it, but uh, I, I kind of pre-released a website that I've been building this week. Oh, cool. And I'm, awesome. I'm very surprised at how good people are at finding the issues. Yeah, it's really, really oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's people it, immediately. I mean, one guy he was just like trying to log in and had an issue, and no, he was like, "Hey, if you right click on the WordPress logo, it crashes my like refrigerator is power supply. Like, yeah. what's wrong with you?" Yeah, <laughs> like there's a firewall rule issue there, bro. I don't, I don't know how your fridge is hooked up to the the <laughs> LAN, but you should probably unplug it. Yeah, it's one of those Samsung smart fridges. <clears throat> Yeah, exactly. Well, cool. That's that's fair enough. Well, there you go. Well, cool. That's actually it, it, that is a fact. That is a true fact. Nate, you should also be proud of. Well, anyway, thank you for listening to us talking your ear about LSs. Josh, thanks for coming by. You gotta, thank you, sir. Yeah, come by with Anna and your yeah, and definitely. your cart. 
Thanks for having me, guys. Bring the motor yep. car. We'll try to find a U-pull day where we can all go pull an LS for no reason. All right. Yeah. Cool. Uh, if we pull an LS, I might put it into something. Fine. Maybe my Subaru. That'd be cool. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.